This is the Creative Funding Show, a podcast for authors, YouTubers, and podcasters who want to fund the work they love. Welcome back to the Creative Funding Show. I'm your host, Thomas Umstead Jr. And with me again, for the first time, we have a returning guest, Mary DeMuth. She's an international speaker and podcaster. She's a novelist of nonfiction and of fiction. She's published over 35 books. And her latest, The Seven Deadly Friendships, is coming out here in about a month. I will have a link to that book if you want to find out more. And uh, Mary loves to help people restory their lives. She lives in Texas with her husband, uh, and she's a mom of three children. And uh, when we had her on back in episode six, which we'll have a link to in the show notes, um, we talked about ways, she was talking about her Patreon, and during the episode we were brainstorming ways for it to get better, and then after the show we brainstormed some more ways, and I jokingly said, you know, once you double your revenue, we should have you back on the show, and she contacted me, she's like, hey, I doubled my revenue, so good to my word, I'm having her back on the show. Mary, welcome to the Creative Funding Show. So glad to be here, and thanks for having me on again. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, so I have a podcast called Pray Every Day, where I pray um, for people based on a scripture. And typically, it's a whole bunch of them in a row. So through the book of Philippians, through the book of James, and uh, went through Psalm 119, also went through the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, pretty soon, uh, we're going to be going through relational verses from the book, uh, The Seven Deadly Friendships. And so I'll be praying about your relationships for the next three months. So if you've got some broken relationships, uh, and you would love some prayer, you can come on over. Very nice. So what were you doing before on Patreon, before we had our uh, last interview? Yeah, so I had shared my Patreon with my list and gotten a few subscribers that way. These are folks that are kind of like rabid fans that they would support me no matter what, which is really humbling and really sweet. I just had, um, at that point, I basically had one major level and that was the art level where I would give, if someone gave over $5 a month, then I, they would receive an original art piece from me um, each month. So what I, uh, so that worked and people wanted that because people have asked about that before. So, um, and it's been fun for me to fulfill it. It's not a, a burden. It's actually a joy. So that's kind of how we started. Um, but we've added a few more levels since then. And I also started advertising it a little more um, prolifically on the podcast. And when I started doing that, that's when I, I saw a lot of change. Yeah. So one of the things uh, that I've uh, observed and we talked about this is kind of borrowing a PBS NPR approach to gaining new backers. So what a lot of podcasts do and a lot of YouTube channels do is they'll have a kind of a slow drumbeat constantly in the background asking you to become a patron. And there's never some big initiative. And uh, right. like PBS has their big pledge drive in December or whenever they do it. And everyone's really pushing to donate money. And they try to get all of their donations in this focused, intense period of time. Wikipedia does it. You know, Every Christmas, I find myself giving money to Wikipedia to support freedom mm -hmm. and internet and truth and all that. <laughs> I, I have a hard time resisting Wikipedia's appeals for money. Um, but they don't ask for money every time I visit Wikipedia. The other 11 months or the other 10 months, because I think they're starting to do it twice a year now, uh, they don't ask for money. And I, that's one of the things you experimented with. You did a big push. Uh, tell us about that and what happened. 
Yeah. So when I initially did this, I did, I just, as I said, I sent it out to my list and did a big push. And so that's when I got like the first half of everything. Um, but yeah, it was when I started doing that drum beat, like you said, that I started seeing kind of like every couple of days, I would get another dollar, $5, $10, $20. And I had also added several new levels, which really helped, I think. So we've got art, but we also have something called the brick every month, which means um, I created a graphic with bricks on it. Cause you know, like when you go to the library and in fact, I'm on one of the little bricks in the library because I've supported the library in the past and, and they etch your name into the brick. And so I created this digital wall where anyone who sponsors the podcast will get their name on that brick. And then that brick wall is on every podcast that goes out, every show notes. So it's like advertising 365 days a year, which is really nice. And then um, I followed your lead. You said, well, you should give exclusive audio to people who support at a higher level. And so I, um, at the $20 level, people receive a secret podcast from me. And um, I don't have tons of $20 levels, but I'm really grateful for those. Uh, and some are higher than that. And I just record very casually, but very heartfelt what's going on in my life during that month and the, some of the things I've learned and and maybe some of those prayers that I've seen answered. And uh, that ends up being about 15 to 20 minutes. And I uh, deliver those to um, that level of backers every month. And so there's a lot here that's really good. One of the things um, Bremner Morris from Patreon was talking about is how people want to give uh, at these higher levels. And uh, it's a common mistake that patrons uh, or Patreon users make, creators make, is only having those lower levels. So the person who wants to give $20, the person who wants to give 50 there's no button for that. And sometimes people will give... You know, I remember there was a time our highest level for novel marketing was $8 and somebody donated at the $20 level. And we we're like, you know, we probably should have a $20 level here. <laughs> if people are wanting to give that money. We should have some sort of reward. We should have some sort of thank you. And when I pull up your Graftrion uh, reports. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Graftrion.com, you can pull up public reports of anyone's Patreon page and we'll have a link to Mary's Graftrion uh, in the show notes if you want to take a look at this. But you can also, if you have your own Patreon page, you can see your own analytics. It's all very public. Uh, Mary's uh, revenue is flat for almost six months. Uh, or if, if I'm counting these correctly, five months, it's very, very flat. And then suddenly it just shoots up and she goes from having, you know, 20, 22 patrons to now she's got over 60 or roughly 60 patrons. I think last time I pulled it, I think you're at 60 patrons now. Yeah. And so that's, that's more than a doubling. That's actually a tripling. <laughs> uh, so, which is really exciting. And not only that, but your money per patron is up over 20%. So your earnings are up 481% since October. Your uh, money per patron is up 20% and your number of patrons is up 383%. So uh, for those of you who are just getting started on Patreon, the sorts of things that Mary's doing here are very reproducible. So she expanded her uh, offerings and you did it in a really smart way. So um, having a graphic with bricks, that's not a lot of work for you. And it's because you just recreate it one once a month, right? You don't like every time you get somebody changes, you update the graphic. 
<laughs> no, because that would be chaotic. So yes, I just, I'll email them and say, Hey, thanks so much. I will be adding you to the brick at the beginning of next month. And by the way, here's your extra free painting. So I just kind of try to, you know, give them more than they ask for. That's right. And another reason why that's good is that they don't actually pay until then anyway. Uh, Cause the way that Patreon works when you first sign up to be a patron, you don't get charged until the end of the month. Uh, so, um, you there is actually a hack you can get a lot of free stuff on patreon as long as you cancel before the first of the month because patreon hits everyone's <laughs> credit cards on either the last day of the month or the first day of the month but it's right around that window um so that that was really good and that's really simple which follows the guidelines for a good patreon reward you want something that's not exhausting so sending somebody a custom art just for that person doesn't scale well if you had a thousand new people join that's you know a thousand pieces of art you'd have right. to create that's really difficult whereas creating a piece of art and sending it to everyone uh you it's the same amount of work to send it to one person it is to send it to a thousand and the same with your special podcast episode now right now when you have just a handful of people at that level that feels really special i imagine those people aren't going anywhere but it's no additional work if more people get on at that higher level. And then another thing you did really well uh, was your big funding drive in July. So in July, you mentioned the pot. So you don't normally mention Patreon on your podcast, but in July, you mentioned it every single day and you gave a personal shout out to 30 different patrons by name, which is really powerful. And uh, people love to have their name mentioned and featured. <laughs> and, and if somebody hears their name featured on a podcast like that, it makes them a lot harder for them to cancel down the road because like oh my gosh you mentioned my name and I can't cancel on her now and uh, so these are all uh, really solid changes and what's exciting is that this graph is not leveled out yet uh, so what you may find is you know in a couple of months you're at a thousand dollars and then fifteen hundred so we haven't found that new plateau and this is what's really exciting about Patreon is that as your listenership uh, expands and as you Follow the principles we talk about on the show about, you know, better monetizing the, the following you already have, the money can get uh, a lot better. What, what else have you done uh, with your Patreon that's changed in the last few months? You know, those are really the main things that I've done. Once in a while, I will, um, I will mention it on social media that I have Patreon, but it's also on every single post and there's also a button on my website. So I did add those extra things just so people knew about it. But really, I think it's just preaching to the people who actually listen has been the best thing um, for me. I did have a question for you, Thomas. Um, as you know, I'm going to be hopefully starting to ha provide transcripts for the prayers every day. I had, um, we have a mutual friend, Trisha Goyer, who has become one of my, one of my Patreons. And she also is rabidly excited about this podcast. And she has asked that we have transcripts. And I thought, well, that's pretty genius. I have to pay for that though. So, um, my question is, um, I have, as you know, Thomas, I have a hard time asking for money for myself. It's easy for me to ask about money for engineering of the show and for asking for money to help get that translated, you know, word for word. Um, but is it okay or is it permissible to compensate, to ask for compensation for my time? Um, because let's say that it costs me $800 to have all of this done per month, including the transcription. Is it okay to ask for 1500 to help compensate me for the time? 
Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I know a lot of um, Patreon pages where the $1 a month is no reward. And it's just say, hey, I want to support what you're already doing. And I do think that it's important to keep that in mind with Patreon that they're not backing for the rewards necessarily. Some people are. They want to get the widgets that you're giving away. But a lot of people are wanting to support what you're actually doing. And they want you to be able to eat and pay your rent and, you know, keep the lights on and all of that. And so it's it's absolutely worth it. And if you look at the people who are bringing in, you know, $50,000 a month, $75,000 a month, that's more than what they need for their expenses, right? They are funding their life. Now, to be fair, some of, you know, Phil DeFranco is bringing in, you know, maybe $100,000, $150,000 a month, but he also has a huge staff. But he also has a lot of other revenue sources. So his DeFranco elite isn't his only source of revenue, but it is, you know, a million bucks a year is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> it helps, it helps you cover your, uh, payroll. Uh, but transcripts are expensive because especially for them to be good, even if you have the initial transcription done by a, a computer and Sonics is a partner uh, with, um, Patreon and we've used it, uh, on occasion for this show. Um, it does pretty good transcription, but I find that it often gets key nouns wrong. And you can get 20 words correct. And if just one of the nouns is wrong, the sentence makes no sense. <laughs> so all the little words, the ands and the uhs and the a's that don't affect the meaning very much, nails it. But like if you get a verb a uh, in the verbs, it gets pretty accurate. But if you think you're talking about bears and instead it says pears, the whole sentence gets very confusing because you're like, wait, what are you talking about? And then the reader has to try to decipher the transcription. Now, it's easy to fix, but it's time consuming to fix. And this is the downside of transcription. Um, the other upside of transcription is, though, is that it makes uh, it opens up your podcast to people who don't listen. So listening is a skill. Some people have developed it and some people haven't. And some people can read so fast, they prefer not to listen. So my wife is this way. She can like glance at a page and she's read the whole page. And so for her, listening is very tedious. <laughs> and, um, if, you know, oral instructions, not the way to reach her. You hand her a notepad or flash them up on screen. That's how you communicate to her. And there's a lot of people that are like that, especially in the writing world. And so having a transcription opens up your audience to that kind of person. And there's another kind of person that that's, that's that way. That's not actually a person. It's a robot and it's the Google bot. So when Google's trying to figure out what your podcast is about, it's right now it's too expensive for Google to convert podcasts and transcribe them all themselves. So for Google to pay the CPU time, it's just not worth it for them. And so they don't uh, in general. And so the only way Google's going to know what your podcast is about is if you've paid for the transcription and you put it on that page. And um, I will say, though, that getting your podcast transcribed is not some magic bullet and suddenly you're going to float to the surface of Google. Um, but it does make it feel more like a page that Google's willing to index, because if all your page is is a play button, uh, there's not any reason for Google to ever send somebody to that page, because from Google's perspective, it's an empty page. So uh, transcription, it could be what I'd recommend is to set up transcription as a goal on Patreon. So like once you reach $1,000 a month, then suddenly uh, transcriptions are unlocked. Uh, the challenge with transcriptions as a goal is that the people who are happy about your podcast right now are the people who are not interested in transcriptions. 
because they're happy to listen. So for me as a listener, and I listen to your podcast and I listen to a lot of other podcasts, I don't care about transcriptions. I don't read them. It doesn't add any value uh, to me as a listener. Whereas the person who would love to read your podcast as a blog post, uh, they're not getting your message about, hey, help us reach this goal so we can turn this into a blog post. So that's a challenge. And and that's a messaging and communication challenge. Fortunately for you, you have more to your platform than just your podcast. You have um, people who read your blog posts and read your books and follow you on social media. So you have other ways of engaging with people. And um, when Mary was mentioning earlier her list, she was talking about her email list. And we'll do a deep dive on email here soon because <laughs> it's so important uh, if you are doing Patreon. Uh, what other questions do you have while we while we have you on the air? <laughs> well, I think that uh, goes to something philosophical as well is um, for so many years, I have not had help and I have just done all of this by myself. I was just standing in front of a group of about 150 writers a couple of weeks ago and they were saying, well, who does this and who does that in your life? And I was like, hello, you're looking at her. So um, I think there is something to be said about raising money via Patreon in order to uh hire people to help you do some of the things that um, just are tedious and are taking away from your deeper or longer or greater mission. And so my hope someday is to be able to do that because I feel so divided and so overworked by these little tiny details that I would rather be able to hire someone to help me with them. Yeah, it's the uh, you're you're at the cusp uh, of your career because as you get more successful, it gets easier um, to afford it. And this is one of the challenges that all creators face because at the beginning you are doing everything. And I will say, hiring people to, is not a silver bullet because you still have to manage those people and and make sure they're doing their work correctly. And you know, it's, this is something I still face. You know, you think I'd figured this out having employees for. Uh, over 10 years now, but, you know, I still find that it's, it's a job in managing people as a job, but there is a powerful principle that when you delegate your weaknesses, you're able to stay in your strengths and it makes you much more creative and much more productive. So, you know, going back to Philip Franco, he doesn't have to worry about camera stuff anymore. He has people who handle the camera. Whereas when he was first getting started, he was the camera guy. <laughs> so, which is weird when you're on the front of the camera and behind the camera, that's a lot more complicated than having somebody to stand behind the camera. And uh, the same applies to podcasting, right? Uh, doing the post-production, doing the post-creation, doing the transcription. All those things require human labor. And as you get more patrons, uh, you'll be able to outsource that, which is going to be really exciting. So maybe when you, once you hit, uh, I'm not going to say double because I suspect you'll double again in the next few months. Maybe when you hit 2000 or $2,500 a month, we'll have to have you back on the show and put together a series of Mary DeMuth episodes, like the journey of Mary DeMuth from humble creator who's bringing in $100 a month to, you know, Patreon superstar. <laughs> so, um, and, and I really do think you're going to get there because this blocking and tackling that you're doing, the creating new content every day, the connecting with your listeners really is going to pay off. The graph is not going to be straight up and to the right, but it is going to trend that way over time. Well, and I think that's encouraging just for your listeners to say that, you know, these were not huge hacks or huge tweaks. They were small things that I did consistently 
and a couple things that I added and it has made a huge difference. It's kind of like a couple of days ago, I have an Etsy shop where I um, have watercolors up and, uh, I only put it up because my readers and, and whatnot, they asked for me to do that. Well, the other day I decided I would throw one up on Instagram and I got a hundred dollars worth of orders that day. And I was like, Oh, wait. So Instagram works really well for visual stuff. And so you just kind of learn these little hacks of which social media works best for asking for patronage and which, you know, which uh, medium works best for, you know, uh, asking for your podcast. And it's just been an interesting journey. I'm always learning something. And figuring out which social network and which platform works best for you and your audience. So right. uh, some audiences are not really hanging out on YouTube or they're not really hanging out on Pinterest or they're not really hanging out on Instagram. Whereas others, there's already a community of people waiting for the next new thing. And uh, pro tip, don't get on all of them. <laughs> find the ones that work and focus on those. Uh, Mary, where can people find out more about you? Uh, people can find me on marydemuth.com and also I mentor writers at uh, booklaunchmentor.com. And uh, yeah, the Patreon is uh, patreon.com forward slash pray every day. So those are some places they can find me. I'm always like at Mary Demuth as well and some of those other places. And we will have links to all of that on the show notes. And I encourage you, um, you can follow patrons for uh, creators for free on Patreon. You just click the follow button and you can get their free updates. You can kind of watch them. And, you know, it's even better to, you know, throw them a, a dollar or so. Like we said last episode uh, I did with you. Um, you know, spending $10 to back 10 different creators is an excellent education on how to yeah, use uh, totally. Patreon uh, better. But the even cheaper way to do it is to just follow. And if, uh, if you would like to watch this journey of Mary going from $200 to $2,500 on Patreon, I'd encourage you to, to follow her Patreon. Keep an eye on what's going on. Um, I'm using her as one of my... Um, test cases and experiments. So every new technique uh, I feed to her even I'm not on the show. Uh, so if you want to see cutting edge stuff, uh, follow Pray Every Day on Patreon. And Mary, thank you so much for joining us today on the Creative Funding Show. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Thomas. 